Welcome everybody back to the We Only Do One Take podcast. It's the only podcast in the world that is a complete shit show. I am Turch and with me as always is my co-host, my CEO, and the only man with an update on Bob and Jane, (laughs) Kieran. Thank you very much. I had an important meeting with Bob Bob and and Jane. Jane. We will talk about Bob and Jane a bit later. We have a special guest in the studio running around, which is my little puppy dog Ruby, so if we have to move things and tell it to stop jumping on the cables, that might actually be something we've got to do this episode. But she's an adorable dog and and we love her. So She's great. She's great. She's lots of fun. And that's why... uh, We've got her in the studio, apparently. <laughs> the the fine studio of uh, Bandura or Watsonia. Oh, look, this is our this is our home, the northern suburbs of Melbourne. We've done it. We're the, we're the greatest podcast. Do you know what I thought the other day? We are the equivalent of Working Dog Productions, mm. and we are about to do The Castle. I think so. Equivalent. Is, is The Castle equivalent going to be the second episode of Phillip Island? Probably. <laughs> and we're going to raise funds to then make the dish. I think we're going to do that. <laughs> I don't know what our dish would look like or sound like or be like, what it would be about, but we're, I've already got 100 ideas that we could probably pull off. Fantastic. Which is always Can you good. give me 50 of them so I can pass them off as my own? <laughs> I'll give you like three. and then Oh, hang on a second. No, no, no. As your as the person who works under the CEO, it is your job to come up with the best and present the best That's three. right. So I'll come up with three. <laughs> And I'll uh, then you'll say no to those, and I'll go. But you said this one was good, and we'll go with the one that you think you said was good. But I really said that you. As long as I'm empowered to look good, <laughs> that's all I care about. That's always the most important part of this whole <laughs> trick. But Kieran, speaking about feeling empowered and feeling like a strong, independent, sexual woman, you have a rant for us today. Feel like a woman. Something like I don't know. However, that song goes. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yes, I do. I was at a hackathon on the weekend. I know, because another story is going <laughs> to come out of that hackathon. And uh, uh, I've moved up in the hackathon world to mentor. Hackathon mentor. What does what does that... Well, what is a hackathon, firstly? Well, a hackathon... Most people think you're hacking, right? Well, it's sort of. Uh, it's a whole bunch of people... It could be a 24-hour hackathon. It could be a 48-hour hackathon, right? Yep, yep. And you basically... Some people come in with business ideas or ideas. Yep. Other people come in there and go, I just want to learn a whole heap of skills. Yeah. And so you go in there and people sort of pitch some ideas. Like the last hackathon I went to, I pitched a fridge that prints... A 3D printing fridge that prints food... Uh, prints what you want, when you want. So basically... Right, like no one joined my team. So I was going to say join- the Star Wars, like uh, not Star Wars, Star Trek had a uh, like a food dispenser that did that three D printed food. Uh, yeah, so you basically just copied Star Trek and hope for the best. <laughs> Pretty much um, around but, a bunch of nerds, but, it, but it's, it's a whole bunch of people, right? One of the teams, um, they they built, they actually built an artificial intelligence thing to do with education. So their whole their whole concept was that uh, people learning, right? If if the computer can self correct. And if you're not getting answers correct, can actually bring it down. 
to, right. to your appropriate level and then increase the difficulty. Um, anyway, so we went to this hackathon. So anyway, so they, anyway this hackathon. but they, they, they actually built this product and right. got, got 160 people to test it and, and pilot it. And at the hackathon. At the hackathon oh, in wow. 48 hours, built a product. So it's all about b- building something, finding out, finding out that your business idea actually sucks and there's no market for it. And then having to change and come up with a new business idea mm. and validate it and then build a product and actually try and sell it. And then you've got to pitch to judges. So you've got to do a lot of work in 48 hours. Yep. Like, so it's... Anyway, and my job... Does that make sense of what a hackathon is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, I get it's it. It's fun. And you work with people that you don't know and you, it's conflicts and people have got ideas and mm. you've got to... Sh- anyway. And my job as a mentor was to go around to each of the groups and make them... Uh, like one of the groups were just like, because uh, they're saying they wanted to do something at universities. And I was like, well, you need to get the vice chancellor. Mm. You know, if the vice chancellor's not on board, it's not going to happen. Right. And so I was like, so write to the vice chancellor. Yeah. And they're like, what? We, we can't do that. It's a Saturday. I'm like, they're working. Bullshit. Write to the vice chancellor. Yeah, yeah. The vice chancellor actually responded Sunday morning. Oh, there you go. And validated their idea. There you go. And actually wanted to meet with the group on Tuesday. It's insane. I know. So it's like, it's very much like you push. So as a mentor, you're there pushing people to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to like... Um, you're sort of guiding them as well. You're sort of going, okay, like, this is the idea. You need to do this. You should probably go ahead and try it. Yeah. Like, you can, it can only not work. Pretty much. Yeah. You're there to fail. It's a weekend of failure. Fantastic. <laughs> so, you're a mentor. What is your rant about? <laughs> anyway, I was at this hackathon, <laughs> and the food was terrible. Oh, <laughs> Now, as you someone as esteemed oh, yeah. as I am to be moved up to the mentor status, which means apparently I know some shit, right? <laughs> I, 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 and I didn't pay to go. That's I was good. In, I was invited to come along. So you got a free lunch? Well, That's I enough. was expecting it to be better. I right. mean, the last hackathon I went to, the food was amazing. Okay, so what was this... What were these meals like? See, this is the thing, right? I went to another event. They outsourced the catering. I won't name the catering company. Yep. But they outsourced it. Right. And I had been to another event and their catering was on point. Yeah, okay. But like what, like, like what I'm saying is, what what was this catering like? What, yeah, what was, was just, It was just sandwiches. Like it even was, for dinner? It was There were some party pies. Yeah, okay. Yeah, not, yeah, and some sausage rolls. Were there beers? There was no beer. Oh, what's there the was point? no alcohol. Right. Uh, so this is the nerdiest event yeah, <laughs> ever. There was no pizza. And- but that's good. Like, you know, people watching their weight and stuff like that. Oh, if you do not pizza, I think it's acceptable. Yeah. Uh, the coffee was terrible. That's a big one. Like, it was I coffee think- tea bags. Coffee tea bags. So just like an instant coffee kind of thing. In a tea bag. In a tea bag. Yeah. That sounds disgusting. And it was terrible. Uh, what else was wrong? <laughs> uh, You're telling the story. I'm just sort of <laughs> facilitating. <laughs> I'm mentoring you through this rant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, I ended up as the mentor that I was. Yep. Uh, on the Sunday, ended up leaving. Actually, I left many times. Uh, but I actually walked across to the pub across the road and, and had a drink or two. There you go. Uh, had a Palmer. Right. Uh, had some. Had some. Read the paper. Yep. And then came back in, and no one had noticed that I had gone. That just proves that you were <laughs> useless. So, out of curiosity, you saw these great inventions or great ideas and some bad ideas. What was the worst idea you heard on the day and the best? Okay, so this person had, uh, he was he was a male, female underwear. 
Uh, so female underwear female for males. Un- no, no, no. Female underwear for females. Yeah, okay. Right. He's he's inter- well, that's a good market because that's fifty percent of the people on earth. International student, right? And he's he's his family owned the factory in China. Like they make underwear, which is great. Yeah. But it was really interesting because we did this like customer interview thing and I was like, interview me. And so we learned to interview things. And he was like, so how often do you buy underwear? And I was complaining because it was about two years ago that my underwear, I used to get underwear every Christmas. Yeah. I got my year supply of underwear every Christmas. Right. And then I had to go out and buy underwear on my own. Right. 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 That was a new skill I learned at 26 <laughs> years of age. That's really disgusting. But they continue. <laughs> right. Anyway, so... So I was like, so from the information that you got from me, maybe your tagline is like to, to mothers, like buy your son's year's supply. You know, yeah. like you advertise in November yeah. and right. Anyway, we got him, got him like, you got to get out on the street and you've got to interview people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he actually interviews these like these like other people and I'm, I'm like there with him. And, the, and one of the other guys, like he's interviewing, I've got no idea who this person is, goes, oh, I don't know, my mum gets it for me for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so I that's just my, like that campaign like, slogan. It's just yeah. not me. It's just validated. There's other. This happens to other people. So. I think if you're gonna do anything like that, all you would have to do is get a subs- like a subscription service. Yeah, every year. Like every year, or every every six months, you get like two or three pairs. Yeah, and you can just chuck them out. I reckon it'd be the same for socks because mm-hmm. there's nothing better than like. Getting new socks. We'll brand the underwear and socks. We only do one take podcast. That's a good idea, actually. And, and you get your <laughs> yeah every six months your socks and your jocks. Well, why don't we do it? They put money into the podcast and they get their socks and jocks. Yeah, but they're, they're branded. Yeah. See, see, this is why when I can't go to a hackathon, <laughs> suddenly million dollar ideas are down the toilet. And what was the worst thing you saw? Well, that was I think the worst thing. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> we just turned it good. <laughs> Well, no, because he didn't go down that avenue. He, oh, okay. he tried to continue selling right. female underwear um, without listening to what people. So basically, were. he was just trying to get a like non-Chinese perspective on the underwear business in Australia. Yeah, well done. Yeah, what a scam. Uh, um, <laughs> and what was well, the best one was the artificial intelligence. Well, yeah, of course. the The fact that they built this prototype and got it people to test it. It's pretty, and, and it's got so many applications. Like it was, it's re- it it's, was really cool. It's interesting you talk about artificial intelligence. But just last episode, I showed that that Google, Amazon, <laughs> and Microsoft had all fucked it up, and they're like multi-billion-dollar companies, probably the biggest companies, three biggest companies on earth, and they'd all fucked it up. So pretty impressive that those guys built one in twenty-four hours. Twenty-four hours must be very simple. Like it's simple, oh, they, basic. They, they just did maths, like oh, okay. the concept of of learning math. Like they yeah. stuck at a very simplistic. That's it, good. It could be. It could be. Ah, but it was. It was just. It was amazing. That's it was awesome. amazing. So many. So many applications. So I had a lot of fun. Yep. Um. But just the food was shit. And oh, that's the, the food was terrible. And then uh, on Sunday evening we go to the pub, right? Uh, uh, well, it was on the jetty. It's in Geelong. It's on the jetty, right? I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to get some fish and chips. Perfect. We're yeah. down in Geelong. We're going to get some fish and chips. No, no, no. It's on the jetty. This restaurant's on the jetty. It's Asian fusion. Now, I've got nothing wrong with Asian fusion, <laughs> but the whole like on the jetty and walking up to this place and how it looks and all the signage suggests to me fish and, and chips. chips yeah. Doesn't suggest to me Asian fusion. No, that's fair enough. I uh, There's a big rule that my nonna was a, a uh, head waiter for lots of restaurants in melbourne for many many years mm. um and you know the big thing he always said to me was there's two things you should look for in a restaurant if it's full of people it's most likely going to be great mm-hmm. um and two if you're not near the ocean don't order the fish yeah 
<laughs> and I'm like, those are perfect, two perfect rules that I can live by. So, and and if you go to an Italian restaurant, order Italian. If you go to the pub, order the pub. Yeah. yeah. Well, the yeah. Pub, pub. Or like, yeah. you know, if you see a bunch of Italians at an Italian restaurant, a bunch of Asians at an Asian restaurant, that's probably the one to go to. Don't yeah. go to, you know, uh, yeah, the westernized or the, you know, mm. non-traditional sort of stuff. Uh, well, and it was massively overpriced down there as well, uh, this Asian Asian fusion, um, yeah, but uh, which means they've got their pricing on point. Now, <laughs> so that was exciting. Uh, what else do I have to complain about? Well, I left my laptop in Geelong. And, I see and, it here, though. And I had to drive down Monday oh. to get it. <laughs> well, that's more of your stupidity rather than anything else's. That is my stupidity. And uh, I have a new phone number now. Mm. Because, uh, once again... <laughs> you left your phone? You dropped uh, your phone. Uh, well, I'm going to say it was stolen. Oh. Um, for insurance purposes, it was stolen. <laughs> it's on the record now. Yeah. Um, it was accidentally left on my, the car of my roof. Right. As I drove off. Right. That's, yeah. yeah. So, insurance But we'll beat that part out in the, uh, in the podcast. Of course we will. Yeah. Of course yeah. we will. Well, Kieran, while you were at your hackathon, I went to a friend's birthday, as, mm-hmm. you, as you possibly know. And one of the, uh, a guest, a previous guest on the show, um, the drummer of Dead City Ruins, Nick Trash, uh, came on, came up to us and, and uh, asked where you were. And, and you I, told him I was in a meeting with Bob and Jane. And I told him, very important whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's back up a bit because <laughs> I think people are going to get confused about why I said Bob and Jane at the beginning of, of the episode. So, like I said, we're at this birthday party and Trash goes to me, hey, where's Kieran? I go, oh, he's at this hackathon thing today. And he goes, oh, funny thing, I was I drove down here and I was 100% sure he saw your full name, Kieran Blank, Yeah. Uh, as a name of a hardware store or something okay. like that. And he goes, oh, now that I remember, I'm going to Google your full name. Mm-hmm. So he Googles your full name and there's no hardware store, <laughs> but an old video of yours from 2014 yes, explaining... Your thesis, which you just completed, and uh, got the approval for, and all this sort of stuff about you know about, about autism and stuff like yeah. that. For your doctorate came up, and we decided to watch it. Now yeah. I've got a few clips here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to have a listen to some of the? Clips? I'm very pr- now. I just want to put something into context, right? <laughs> I was three months into my PhD. Yep. Had no data. Yes. Hadn't even finalised a research question. Yeah, yet, yeah, yeah. Right. Did this this thing called the three minute thesis? Yes, yes, yes. Came second in the school of psychology. That's pretty good. I just told a story. That's yes. all I. That's all I had, right? And then I <laughs> made it into the next round, which which was the faculty of health, right? I was like, oh, whatever. I'll do the next round. I won. That's great. <laughs> I changed the story a bit, and I I won. I was like, oh, sh- pretty oh shit. So now I'm at the university final. Okay, <laughs> two grands up. The winner gets two grand. Yep. Runner up gets a thousand dollars. Yeah. So I was like, oh shit, this is... It's not bad. I've got to go for this, right? Yeah. Now, I had actually... This is not as impressive because I had actually practiced. I had... I actually walked. I had actually practiced walking and certain <laughs> movements, right? And I get there. I get there. And they go, by the way, you've got to stay between here and here because we're filming. Yes. Okay. And I was completely like, hang on a second. I know this word for word, but I know it based off body movements. <laughs> And hand movements. And you know what's funny? Right. And I can't. I have never <laughs> brought myself to watch that ever again because there is a part in the middle 
where I think it's a dramatic pause, but I actually lost my line. Oh, no way. I, well, I didn't I, know- And I felt like forever. I, I didn't notice it, but I, I did say to the guys, because we watched the video a couple of times because we couldn't stop laughing at some of the quotes. Oh, well, fuck, when I turned up to the party. But on, the best on- thing ever was, right at the, I said to- Kieran must have practiced in front of a mirror like a hundred times. I can yeah. really tell. Like, you know, being a musician and practicing in front of mirrors, I understand. Yeah. like that's how you get that confidence to know that you're looking at the audience or you're moving right or it doesn't yeah. look stupid, stuff like that. But your joke at the start about Bob and Jane yeah. was so bad it was good. And I've <laughs> taken some clips from it. Um, and I liked all of these and I may or may not have sent these around to some of the other fellas. But here we go. Here are some <laughs> clips from... They're all short. Yeah. But... But let's have a listen here. Bob and Jane. Which is one of the clips. Uh, but wait a minute, let's introduce you first. Let's introduce you first. Oh, the, the do-do-do-do music. You know, it's interesting, I actually extended it. So now you can actually take this with it wherever you, you want. And also, this can also be your new ringtone <laughs> if you're really interested. I should upload all of these. Oh, dear. So this is a pretty good one. I thought I'd give a bit of an introduction. Uh, this is another one. Imagine having autism. Pretty good, pretty good one. Yeah. Um, let's see what let's see what else I got here. Bob has autism. Oh, another good one. Oh. How about this one? This was my favorite one. Doctor Freud. <laughs> Doctor th- Freud. That should uh, that should that should come in the uh, the what you call it? Um, uh, Doctor yeah. Freud. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> So all these sound- Oh my god, there's laughter? Play yeah. the laughter again. <laughs> now, could I ask a question? Was that real laughter? Because it sounded like they edited it in. No, that was real laughter. <laughs> Alright, so the big thing was... I was. Do I you was, know what I hate about those things, though? I was sort of, the audio sounds terrible. It did. It, it the, took me a little while to sort of edit these. Even though they mic'd us, the audio is terrible. Ah. Oh. Nonetheless, anyway. I thought to myself, so like I said, we've got these uh, these tracks here. Bob and Jane. Ooh, that's, a Whoa. that's a bit out of there. That's all right. One take. It's all good. Um, you know. Dr. Freud. And that one there and this one. A few others. So I thought I'd make you a song. Oh, Because I know you love me and I love making music. So here is a special track just for Kieran and for all the listeners. And I really want to, I hope you like it enough that I can put it up on SoundCloud. We'll, 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 we'll see. see. We'll are you, see. Are you ready? So, I know you like The Simpsons as well. Oh, excellent. So, here we go. Dr. Sayers, Dr. Sayers. Dr. Freud. Dr. Sayers, Dr. Sayers. Dr. Freud. Dr. Sayers, Dr. Sayers. Oh, Dr. Sayers. Bob and Jane. Dr. Sayers, Dr. Sayers. What's wrong with me? I think you're crazy. Want a second opinion? Bob has autism. Dr. Sayers, Dr. Sayers. Dr. Sayers, Dr. Sayers. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Can I play the piano anymore? You can play Mozart on the piano. <laughs> well, I couldn't before. <laughs> so there you go. That's uh, a special put, track. Put that up. Put <laughs> That's that a up. special track for you. Uh, it took me uh, four million hours in Photoshop to make that uh, make that audio the way it is, but uh, I hope you like it. Oh, I'll put that up. That and is I w- hilarious. I would love to be able to like eventually put the uh, original Simpsons video clip yeah. and then edit you in there like just with ah. your clips and put that on YouTube, but that might be a, a, 
something that I'm not I'm not very good at that sort of stuff. Right. But the audio, I can nail it. I'll get Deacon Legal onto you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's for satire purposes and comedy purposes only. <laughs> so that's always good. Or Kieran, would you like to start with an article oh, now that we've got this story sure. done? Absolutely. Well, then that was that was uh, that was brilliant too. I'm glad you liked it. I'm so worried. I was making it <laughs> sitting on Jess's bed. Yeah. And then she comes past because what are you doing? And I play her half the track, hmm. and she had to stop what she was doing to cry laughter. So I was I was very I knew I was onto comedy gold. <laughs> Alrighty, um, here we go. Uh, toilet. Uh, well, actually, Turch, hmm. you like to sit on the toilet, don't you? Well. As long as, I, as long as I'm doing something, I'm not just sitting on there for... I just don't sit on it for pleasure, but I do sit on there to go to the bathroom. Oh, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For bodily functions. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, in America, more than a million flushmate pressure-assisted toilet flushing systems have been recalled because they can burst powerfully enough to cause the toilet to shatter, <laughs> causing injuries and property damage. Nearly 1,500 incidents have been reported in the United States in connection with the Flushmate 2... 501B pressure assisted. That what a name. That's <laughs> the Flushmate Two, 501B. The so, Flushmate Two, <laughs> 501B pressure assisted flushing system. At least twenty three people have been hurt. One of whom needed foot surgery. <laughs> what foot surgery? <laughs> Out of all the issues that could have brought up, like if a toilet was breaking, would you think like maybe hurt your ass? Maybe your leg, like that's where you're sitting. But foot surgery seems like there was something else going on in that bathroom. Maybe. When pressure causes the system to burst at or near a weld seam, it can lift the toilet lid of the toilet tank or shatter it completely, the agency said. <clears throat> um, yeah, so... Uh, be ca- well, I didn't know that it was like automated pressure systems in toilets. Well, I would assume that there would be, simply because that's the way that the flush works. Hmm... Like, that's why the to- toilet water's there, to keep the gas and the poo, like, down. Right. Like, that's why we have a water system. Yeah, but I, just, I don't know. I, I've, never, I've, I've never thought about how it works. Well, we talked about it last episode because we talked about the aeroplane one and why can't it be... Oh, no, that one? was air pressure, though. <laughs> that was That's not your standard everyday toilet. That's true. I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not a plumber. Maybe we have to get a plumber in and discuss. <laughs> maybe we maybe we, we can have the toilet episode. <laughs> <laughs> what a shit idea! Um, <laughs> Isn't this mainly toilet humor in here anyway? It's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, oh, Kieran, I've got a sort of a long story, but it's sort of an interesting one, and it sort of brings up a bit of uh, bit of real world, mm-hmm. bit of internet world, Ooh, okay. and bit of. Um, yeah, bit of everything. Bit of virtual world. Bit of virtual world. Did you hear? No. And now I know you're a big meat eater. You like eating meat. You like oh, a burger. You like yeah. a steak. This and that. Did you? And I know you don't really like Peter. Like you yeah, know, yeah, protect yeah, yeah. P E T A. The pet. Yes. Extinction. Something. Tasty animals. Yes. Yep. People eating tasty animals. Um. So according to the latest press release by Peter. They have deemed... Oh, this is good scotch. What is this? It's a it's good. It's the one you bought. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Good taste. According Sorry. to Peter, they have now deemed milk, drinking milk by itself. Do you like drinking milk by itself? I do like drinking milk by myself. Well, guess what, mate? You are a white supremacist. Actually, I'm not because I drink <laughs> soy. Ah. Because <laughs> uh, I have gut issues. Ah, oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. So, anyway... 
Peter have come out recently and stated that milk is a white supremacist symbol. Really? And Ooh. have said another reason, basically, um, to not drink milk. So they've stated, aside from lactose intolerant uh, white supremacists, cow's milk really is the perfect drink of choice for all white supremacists since the dairy industry inflicts extreme violence over other living beings. So they in their statement there, uh, they said, Peter is trying to wake up people to the implications of choosing this white beverage and suggesting you choose something else pronto. Which is very odd. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I've never... Th- like I don't know many white supremacist symbols, but yeah. it seems like milk would be a, a very weird choice because one it's like readily available for everyone Mm -hmm. and two chocolate milk is obviously superior to regular milk yes (laughs) (laughs) so i thought to myself there's got to be a reason why peter think that milk is a white supremacist symbol well it's very easy they're idiots oh well there's that but you know what? I looked it up everywhere else. Like, you mm-hmm. know, just typed in milk, milk white supremacy. And all these other news sites like news.com.au, Huffington Post, even our MSNBC, CNN, all said, yep, yeah, milk is a white supremacist symbol. Really? So I'm like, oh. okay, down the rabbit hole we go because okay. this is the kind of thing I like. You know, something really stupid comes up and suddenly everyone's doing that stupid thing. I've got to find out more because... I don't. I'm not a big. I don't really like milk. Are you saying that they're all jumped on this news story? Well, I think so. And they're all promoting it, or they're all suggesting that. Well, I think someone has obviously told them this, and they've gone. You know what? This is great because you know they're all obviously everyone. You know, really not for white supremacists. I would say, just in general, they're not really looked mm. upon as sort of like get those neo-Nazi sort of undertones, which is not the nicest thing to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, obviously, it's, this information would have been leaked out by somewhere, or an, a realization was come to like this came to that realization because of something. Now, what I could find is what a lot of news articles stated is that it's white supremacists sort of latched onto drinking milk because in the film Inglorious Bastards, yeah, right at the beginning, yeah. Uh, Christoph Waltz's character, and I can't remember his name at the time, but Christoph Waltz, mm. right at the beginning, Frankie. Frankie, the the, <laughs> the SSR uh, sergeant. Like, oh, we'll go with Frankie. Frankie. Well, the, Christoph Waltz's character drinks that glass of milk. Remember, and then yeah. he tries, and then he kills off those Jews that are hiding underneath the. Ah, and so the, if you drink milk, you could potentially be, you know, yeah, Nazi white supremacist sort yeah. of thing, and that's and apparently that's why white supremacists have taken on this, um, ta- you know, this new thing, drinking milk as a symbol. Of I'm, their white supremacy. I'm sorry, but don't, it's like it's almost like films coming up with you know how you're, we you know we don't know what the spy world does, but we're going to come up with these great ingenious ideas. Yeah. and then the spy community going, actually, that's really good. We'll do that. Mm. That's exactly what I thought, and I'm like, now this is not the end of the story, is it? Because th- that would just be too neat of a story. 
It's like it's like the white supremacists are being really lazy. Yeah, like, real lazy. Like, we can't find a symbol. Oh, someone's done it in a movie. All right, yeah. that's that's you it. You know now. what I really am mm. really into? White paint. Like you know, <laughs> that's why I paint all my walls white. And I buy that's and my cars are all white. Yeah, yeah. Buy, yeah. Real simple. My socks are white. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. My got... underwear from the We Only Do One Take podcast is white. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> we should really get onto this underwear idea. I think idea. we're into something. Yeah. Maybe talk after this. But, so I dug a little deeper. And then I just stumbled across something, another article. Aren't you glad that I've funded a research department here? I really like it. Really yeah. like it. And I found out that this is actually a prank. Don't tell me it's like the Trump. Uh, what was that Trump one? The bear thing? The bear patrol and Trump? Oh, I don't know. That, with that, something like that. You'll have to bring it in next week. Yeah. But do you know what 4chan is? 4chan? 4chan. As do- in number four and then Chan? And then Chan, yeah. No. Okay, so it's a website. Okay. And I've been I've been on and off it throughout the years. It's one of those things. So I'll just give you a quick description. So 4chan is an English language image board website. Usually, uh, ge- uh, users generally post anonymously with the most recent post appearing above the rest. And it's split into various boards. So, like, you know, there's one for like music, there's one for sport, there's a whole bunch of stuff. But basically, it's just like an image board. So you yeah. post up an image and a little comment, this and that. Uh, so, But 4chan's actually been in the news quite forever. Like, it's been around since, like, 2003 from memory or, t- or even earlier. And they're famous, most, and you'll probably know this, is for introducing the world to Rick Rolling. You know, sending people like the Rick Astley song as a link and they go, oh, check out this link. It's really cool. It's my mum doing something. Click on it and they get, you know, Rick Astley singing Never Gonna Give You Up. They invented that. What? I've never heard of this. you never heard of Rick Rolling? <laughs> oh my goodness. You are internet illiterate. <laughs> well, they're also... So that's why I was giving you a blank stare. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, maybe if I keep talking about it. They also like famous for inter- uh, creating things like Lolcats or have you ever heard of the song Chocolate Rain? No, uh, I feel like there's a big section of my <laughs> my internet history. There's a whole bunch of missing. people right now going, Kieran, what the hell? And there's a whole bunch of people in the exact same boat as you. So I'll try to explain. If you want to Google any of these things, lolcats, obviously, lots of people know, like, you know, cat memes and stuff like that. Rick Rowling's pretty common. And Chocolate Rain is this song from like 2006 or 2007 where this guy is singing this great song called Chocolate Rain. He wrote, it's fantastic. Um... Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of stuff that sort of sort of comes out of this sort of stuff. And uh, The Guardian once summarised the 4chan community as uh, juvenile, brilliant, ridiculous, and alarming. So it's very hard to describe the site because it is so broad, but the most important board, yeah, right. like, you know, channel board on, on the, the website, is the B board. Just called B. Alright, B. B. And that's because that's the board called Random. Uh-huh. And that's where you can post wherever you want. Now, there's lots of everything from, like, hardcore pornography to uh, people just, you know, sharing shit jokes. Excellent. That's my community. Yeah, it's it, it's pretty funny. <laughs> like, you know, you get on there, you see some crap that you don't want to see, you see some stuff that you want to see, and it's all good. But apparently... Where is this going? <laughs> okay, so... Where are we talking about, why Peter? Is, cause why is milk a white supremacist thing? Well, apparently, 4chan, or the guys, the, the, the community on 4chan, decided to make it a 
Right. So they're like, hey, how funny would this be, basically? Let's try to convince people that drinking milk is a white supremacist thing. So it's an old meme from 4chan's poll board, which is the political board, and it's based on the premise that only white people are capable of drinking milk. This meme stipulates that drinking milk is a white-only activity and the people of other races simply cannot drink milk. The fact that this meme exists is not at all surprising. Uh, the milk joke exists on the same level of jokes that, for example, suggest that black people don't have fathers or Muslims, uh, which they call kebabs, are all terrorists. Obviously, no one takes these memes literally, just no one, just as nobody thinks every black person uh, on earth is fatherless or every Muslim is a terrorist. No one on 4chan actually believes the ability to drink milk is genetic. It's just an ironic meme shitposting. And you can actually see here, so there's a um, little thing here. This is one of the original posts I could find about it. And it says, so they've got this uh, map here that someone's uh, like made up. Yeah, right. It's called Lacta, Lacta, uh, Lactase Hotspots. And then they've written a poem. It says, roses are red, Barack is half black. If you can't drink milk, you have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> and it just sort of blew up. So this meme, this joke, this stupid shit post about nothing made it all the way to the news and now Peter is saying no, no, it made it made it to not only cuz I, I saw this article yeah. in my re, in my research it's across multiple like a, things like yeah a, like, so this one off joke this little thing like yeah let's see if we can push it let's see how stupid people are without doing research bang it worked unbelievable and so 4chan is if you've never been there it's not for the faint of heart definitely don't go if you don't and not for the faint of heart and all that sort of stuff. But I thought you might not know, and um, some of our listeners might not know, some of the other pranks 4chan has pulled over the years. Excellent. So I thought I'd tell you some. Uh-huh. Okay. Make sure you get that laughter cue in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the first one that they did, one of the early ones in 2013, is called Waterproof iPhones. In when? 2013? Yeah. Yeah. 2013. So they... So in 2013, uh, after the release of Apple's iOS 7, a group of pranksters on 4chan launched a hoax uh, to sabotage early adopters by creating a series of Apple-esque advertisements claiming that the latest software update would make their iPhones waterproof. I remember this. So they created a fake Photoshop of like an Apple thing and then a fake thing from Tim Cook saying, yep... New software, this version, if you update it, it'll make it waterproof. And heaps and heaps of people were running their phone underwater, putting it in the water, killing the phones. Oh and that's God. all because a bunch of people on these boards... That is hilarious. So, here's another one. Now, this is my absolute favourite one. Sam Hyde. Do you know who Sam Hyde is? Uh, yeah, Sam. Sam. He's an internet comedian, but he's also had a show... Um, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I did it with Sam. yeah. So anyway, so he's a, a, he's a he's a bit of a right wing sort of guy, like shooting guns. He's a Trump supporter, this and that. Yeah, loves steak. Yeah, he does. He does. One of the big things that 4chan do because there's this picture of Sam Hyde holding a gun, sort of like across his thing, like you know, like he's a big macho tough guy, and it's pretty funny. He's a dweeby looking guy. One of the things that 4chan like to do is that when a school shooting happens, uh huh, <laughs> unsec, well, I'm not done yet. 
<laughs> Hold off, everyone. This is good. What they like to do is they like to find... Don't turn the car off now <laughs> if you're listening to the podcast. It's really good. That's what you're saying. So when, for, when a school shooting happens, the first thing the media do, especially on Twitter and, and other sites, is to try to get eyewitness re- reports off the bat. So all these people on these 4chan boards, first thing they do is try to find these uh, uh-huh. people that, and say, oh, comedian Sam Hyde... <laughs> <laughs> committed this school shooting and according if you were to take the first report that was released of like some school shootings Sam Hyde committed the San Bernardino the Kalamazoo the Heston the Minneapolis uh, a shooting at Planned Parenthood the shooting at a naval base in San Diego the shooting at the Air Force Base in San Antonio as well as Capitol Hill and he was even named as one of the people who committed the attacks in Paris. <laughs> wow. All of these yeah. complete jokes. Yeah, yeah. And Sam Hyde actually laughs his head off at these sort of stuff. But that's something 4chan do. Right. Now, one more prank. All right. This is a good one. I'm being so, educated. Yeah, yeah. So, um, in 2013, Justin Bieber was sort of coming of age. Mm-hmm. And deciding, you know, I want to be more an adult, a bit more edgy. This he didn't decide he wanted to be an adult. Well, you know. He just, he just became a legal agent, had a shit ton of money, and just did what anyone exactly would do. Exactly right. And one of the things that he did was smoke marijuana. <gasps> Shock horror. <coughs> Very horrible sort of news, right? So, a lot of his fans were young young girls, and, you know, that girls his age and stuff like that, were like, mm. oh my God, I saw a picture of him smoking marijuana. It's end of the world. I'm very sad. I don't want him to do this. So the guys at 4chan, or the, and the girls, you know, the group mm. on 4chan, decided, hey, <laughs> what's the worst thing we could do? <laughs> so they started a new campaign on Twitter called hashtag cut for Bieber. Uh, so <laughs> cut for Bieber. Yeah, so the news went viral. So one 4chan user had the ingenious idea to convince an enraged fan to do self-harm in order to force the pop star to stop taking hard drugs. In less than an hour, thousands of 4chan users had created fake Twitter accounts and were posting pictures of people self-harming themselves under the hashtag CutForBeaver and CuttingForBeaver and the hashtag was trending in no time. At this point, hundreds of Justin Bieber fans who thought this was a legitimate movement quickly joined in cutting themselves for their hero. It is unclear what percentage of the people using the hashtag were trolls and how many were Bieber fans falling for the prank. But from what how things would have looked, it would have been very evenly distributed. Oh my god! And I'm not going to bring it up because I think you ha- we might have to do a whole thing on it eventually. But Fort Chan uh, had a very, very, very big fight with the Church of Scientology. Really? And it was actually in Australia as well. Oh my god! So I'm amazed you don't know about it because I know you like this sort of stuff. But Fort Chan once attacked. Uh, Scientology, at, like at their gates, because they had this big fight with them on the internet, and then they brought it into the real world. So, 4chan's a very interesting place. They've pranked everyone. They've pranked everyone again, and I'm sure in the future Sam Hyde will commit more mass shootings. There you go. Well, <laughs> he probably will. It's very exciting. Um, yeah. Well, there you go. I'll keep, uh, I'll keep my eye out there. You should. I'll, I'll link you to something. You'd be really interested. In that sort of, you real. You really enjoy like the um, Scientology thing that they did. It's amazing sort of stuff. But well, Kieran, I've sort of gone on for a, quite a while. Would you like to 
bring in an article. Well, just while we're on weed, yeah. uh, Canada legalised weed in the whole entire country. That's the right. The second country to legalise weed. Mm. America's got it in states. Yes. But not the whole entire What's country. What's the other than, what, uh, uh, Netherlands? Yeah, something like that. Had yeah. to be. Uh, one, uh, something uh, like that. Uh, Canada is running out of marijuana two days after drug became legal. That makes sense. Uh, well, the Canadians were so excited about getting their hands on some legal recreational marijuana that the country is reportedly experiencing a shortage now. Apparently, 15% of the population smokes. That's a quite a... They estimate 15% of the population, yeah. Well, there's not much more to the article other than It's that. pretty interesting. Like, they've obviously gone, oh, they think 15% of the population smokes. And then they've gone, oh, let's make it legal. I mean... I don't know how long marijuana takes to grow, but you would have thought they would have the supply ready mm. for the demand that they obviously were expecting. I knew two people, no, well, no, no, well, know them well, yeah. But I knew two people that have left Australia just to go, just to actually start selling marijuana in Canada. Why not? Yeah, I mean, it'd be a growing, <laughs> but it'd be a growing. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, nice pun. Um, but you're allowed <laughs> four marijuana plants, and you're allowed to carry thirty grams in in Canada. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't smoke at all, so I don't really know what that means, comparatively. <laughs> but no, I, I don't no. think that's very much. But, like, you know, even selling it, like, you just need a license or yeah, probably something right. like that. That's pretty good, though. I think it's a good step forward. I think in Australia, we're trying to legalise marijuana as a medicinal. Yeah, well, Canada had that, like, 15, 16 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. So, we're a little bit behind. I was going to say, 15 years, like, that would be, like, obviously being legalised then. And 15 years. There'll be 15 years of pretty solid research after that, I would say, that I guess any lobby makers or anything like that would be able to take you know, and go, hey, look, it's done some really good things. Oh, well, it'll be it'll be interesting to follow. Um, another, fun, another news article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halloween's coming up. Halloween <laughs> is coming up. So get your marijuana. Uh, don't go on 4chan and you'd be right. <laughs> CDC, what does that stand for? Uh, 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 Centre for Disease and Control. Yeah, that's the one. Is warning against stressing up chickens for Halloween due to salmonella. Salmonella? Salmonella. Risk. Wait, wait. Dressing up <laughs> chickens. So you can't put your chicken diapers on Warned as in episode 34 <laughs> or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. The CDC is warning folks not to dress up their chickens for Halloween. The agency says handling chickens to put on a costume or cuddling them can lead to salmonella exposure. I didn't think... I thought it was like when you they passed on and you started <laughs> to eat them. I, for some chicken owners like Stephanie Morse, the birds, are fa- <laughs> the birds are family and the owners like dressing them up each year. I just like to put a t-shirt on them or a sweater, Moore said. Can you ever imagine not being able to dress up your chickens or hold them? No, no, I love them. I love to talk to them. Everybody has names, Moore said. The CDC is tracking salmonella outbreak right now and it's so far reached 29 states, affecting 92 people. The agency says handling chickens could be contributing a factor to the outbreak. It's amazing. I- I'm just amazed. People dress their chickens. That's a lot of effort. I guess, like, you know, if, if I mean, I've, you know, we've got my puppy dog running around at the moment, and I sometimes put her, like, you know, in a little hoodie or something like that, or a, you know, you know, uh, we used to dress my old dog up, like, you know, put a, like, you know, reindeer ears on him occasionally for Christmas and stuff like that. So I guess if your pet is are chickens, 
and you know you probably like like they said you probably name them you probably have them for you know a couple uh, of years. I had chickens once though it was called Parmigiana <laughs> it was called fillet it was, it was Kevin tender breast uh, yeah great. yeah nugget <laughs> he played Magic the Gathering he did <laughs> <laughs> but but like I guess if they're part of the family like. You would just dress them up. You treat them as part no, of the family. No, you fucking wouldn't. They're chickens. Well, I don't know. I've look, I've never owned a chicken. I've never. I've only owned a bird as a pet once. I'll get you a chicken. I don't want a chicken. I'll get you a chicken. <laughs> I really don't want a chicken. Do you know what I David Letterman? You know what David Letterman <laughs> bought Conan O'Brien when David Letterman retired? Uh Cadillac or something. I don't know. Nah, nah. So Conan rings him up like a week before David Letterman finishes. You know when he was on the Late Show. And says, congratulations, blah, blah, blah. And David Letterman was like, thank you, I'm going to send you a gift. Yeah. Conan O'Brien turns up to do his show, right? Yeah. There's a truck. This mm. huge truck. Mm. And the guy goes, you need to sign for this. And he's like, what is it? David Letterman got him a horse. That's pretty nice. But Conan was like, I'm about to go on and do do my TV show. And then and the truck leaves. And he's like, and I've got to... I cannot transport the horse from the studio and I can't take it home because I don't have a paddock. He's like, he's a very smart man, that David Letterman. I, I feel like that would be something I would do just to shit people. I get them really... I, I, I've been watching Top Gear recently and it's like... Uh, oh, that is a great show. It's like um, Jeremy Clarkson always buying them really obnoxious gifts. Like well, I was watching one of the specials and they were driving around, I think it was Africa. Uh-huh. And he buys Richard Hammond a, like a big giant chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's just strap it to his, um, strap it to the top of his Subaru or something like that. I'm like, oh, that that's funny. I feel like if we ever went on holidays together, that's why we can never go on holidays together. I think we should go on holidays together. Well, <laughs> we need a third person. We need a third man to be because. Um, <laughs> One of us has to be Jeremy, and one of us has to be Richard, and one we have to get like a Captain Slow to sort of uh, <laughs> to mellow out the bottom end of this <laughs> this insanity. Speed and power—that's the Speed only way. Power. Speed and power. So then I'm Richard Hammond because I'm the shortest one. Is that, is that how it's working here? <laughs> oh dear. Oh yeah. Why do I always have to be the short people? I think that's that's that. What heightest? Is that a thing? Maybe, but, I'm going to uh, start a petition. You are short. Well, that's Does true. Does economy class feel like business class to you because you're that short? You have that much leg room? No, because I'm so broad. Like, I'm wide. Mm. Like, my shoulders are quite wide for a, for a short guy. Mm-hmm. So, I always feel like I'm just nudging up against people. Same on trains and stuff like that. But that's maybe because I'm fat and uh-huh. I'm trying to lose weight. Speaking of being fat. Oh, you know, I've joined a marathon club. You joined a marathon no, club? No, triathlon club. Triathlon club. Yeah, I haven't gone yet. Well, you know, just just join the. It's just for resume building. So, oh, are you part of this club? I absolutely am. It's fantastic. <laughs> I've been paying my fees for five years. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> but any you, you want, they're not going to check. It's fine. That's a that's a tip for you. You don't have to. Who's going to check if you got that degree? Nobody. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I'm absolutely sick of being fat. Because I gained a bit of weight over in Europe, so I'm back at the gym and this and that. But I've recently... Well, I've just about to finish my five-year bulking phase. That's very exciting. Mm. But I'm very excited to say, Kieran, that you weren't bulking. Uh, You had no power over bulking. Because... Sorry, what? You had no no power at all. Like, there was no... You could not get thin. 
Uh-huh. Even if you worked really, really hard in these five years, yeah. you wouldn't be very like you know you wouldn't have been like this muscular Adonis mm. because memes may contribute to teenage obesity, says a lawmaker. Oh, in mid so memes have had a bit of a bad rap recently. Oh no, which is pretty bad. So in mid September, the European Parliament passed a new copyright law. That have du- uh, some have dubbed a meme ban, <gasps> which is true. But aren't memes satire? I would have thought so. Then Sweden's advertising watchdog ruled the popular distracted boyfriend meme sexist. So you know that one we used once as a as a as a like a thumbnail for our thing, where the guy's like got a girlfriend and he looks back at that other girl's like ooh. Oh you know yes, that one? So, yes, yeah. So a Sweden advertising watchdog has ruled that sexist. Uh-huh. And now academics have told British lawmakers that internet memes may have contributed to the UK's obesity crisis and doing harm to teenagers on a significant scale. That's right, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. So memes carry dangerous health-related messages and make light of unhealthy eating habits. Is this Re- from, like, the Department of Sociology or something? Researchers at Lauren Borough University wrote in a letter sent to the British Parliamentary Committee. A substantial number of individuals on Twitter share health-related internet memes with both positive and negative messages they wrote, noting that many contained inappropriate material. No! (laughs) Memes containing inappropriate material? A picture of an overweight child with a caption, Free food? Count me in! Was sent along with the the letter as an example of the memes, memes the researchers found dangerous. The academics were also concerned by a meme that was cre- that, that created a human-like body from pictures of pizzas and hamburgers and with frankfurters used for limbs and a smiley face potato as a face. That's just genius. <laughs> the body captioned me. <laughs> body, the body was captioned me, just me. Yeah. And placed alongside images of three well-defined bodies for comparison. The vast majority of... Of sharers display little, if any, emotion when sharing these memes. The academics commented, "Just washed this chocolate bar with soap." Read a caption to another image included in the letter, along with the hashtag of clean eating. <laughs> so there you go, Kieran. Um, they've decided that memes might be might be might be a bit dangerous to young people. So. If an internet meme carry political, corporate, or other agendas without priorities tailored to the needs of 13 to 16 year olds, then they might have a potential to do harm on a large scale, they added. They also noted that memes have the potential to normalize undesirable behaviors and often contained inappropriate material or ridicule others by race, gender, ethnicity, sexuality, body shape, religion, and diet. And there's only one thing I can say to that. Uh, fuck baby boomers. Because they uh, they do not understand internet culture at all. No, no, they don't. And because of that, they just go, eh, it's all bad. Um, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> can you imagine going up like... Right Sorry, up- listeners, I don't know what I just did then. That was pretty good. I'll, I'll save it for later. <laughs> but can you imagine... I, I can't imagine writing a letter to like the British Parliament. and And then in the letter... Printing out a meme. <laughs> and God, that's dangerous, that one. Right there. 
That's dangerous. This is why the 4chan pranks work every time. Because they write letters like this to Parliament, and they'll say, and the same thing is going, oh, and milk's, milk's a white supremacist thing, of like a bunch of guys spreading it a couple of times on, on, on a website. That's why, I I think we need to if if I'm like, you know what? Did you watch any of the Facebook like they were interviewing, uh, like you know all the judges and stuff like that, and all the senators and stuff like that? They were um talking to Mark Zuckerberg. Uh the the senators. The senators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and they one of them asked is like, how, how, what's your business model? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think what we and then he's like, oh, we run advertisements. Oh, oh, oh. It's like, I think what we need is we need sort of like a boomer generation of those kind of people, and then like a bunch of like m- like young people, like millennials or like the next generation up from millennials, sitting next to him going, "That's a fucking retarded thing to say, you fucking idiot. What the fuck are you saying? Like, no, it's st- no, it makes sense. It really does. What are you doing? Like, we, they need someone <laughs> like that to shake it into their interpreters. Head. Yeah, they need interpreters. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like the, someone that can talk to them in a way like they understand. So Mark's like, "Oh, we run advertisers." Like, oh well, you know when you scroll through and you look at pictures of like you. Of your of your daughter or your daughter's friend, you go. That looks like a lovely dress. Say hi to the family for me. And you know, you see a picture of like you know that lawnmower that you really wanted. That's the advertisement. They cater yeah. for you. <laughs> oh, I really get that now. So, Mister Zuck, like they need. I think they need someone like that, who sort of is an intermediary between. Do you know what though? I another. see this great opportunity to fuck politicians over because they don't obviously know how it works. Yeah, of course. But they, all, all those politicians would have like a Facebook account because they would have advisors saying, "You need one," mm. and we're going to post on your behalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, what do you got in mind? <laughs> oh, now I just need to find a you know a really old politician. That's true. Uh, the only person in Australia, anyway, that and I'll house of cards that shit. Oh. The only person I can think of in Australia that sort of gets the whole social media thing, and I guarantee he's got a team working for him, mm-hmm. is uh, do you like Clive Palmer on Facebook? Yes. Uh, he is the meme king. <laughs> he is goddamn hilarious. I don't know who's doing and creating his memes, but he's punching them out at a, 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 a crazy rate. He's he's. Can we get him on the show? If you can, you know what? If you're the CEO, you contact him. I'll I'll make sure he sounds great. <laughs> we'll fly to Queensland. We'll fly to Queensland. I'll do that. Oh, fuck I'll it. Do it. I'm gonna email him after that. Gonna get. But yeah, but if anyone is in Australia, the gentleman's name is Clive Palmer. He's just about to release Titanic Two, the actual boat Titanic Two. Is that still going ahead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw an article about. It recently yes he's gonna build another titanic and, and ship it around because he built a theme park or something but it he was gonna down. build the jurassic park theme park yeah <laughs> what happened to that oh well he's, he's doing memes now <laughs> <laughs> oh. but i highly recommend even if you're an international um international listener uh which i know we have lots of so thank you very much holy shit uh, sorry, four hours ago. Yeah. Unsinkable idea. Australian billionaire refloats dream to build Titanic <laughs> 2. This has been in the pipeline for about five years. Yeah, but he's been busy because he was in Parliament for a while. Then he decided just to uh, lose some weight and then do some Tim Tam memes. And now he's he's back on the Titanic. There you go. Yeah. This is almost right because this was idea I just read came up six years ago. This is almost like the news cycle of, you know, the Australian government sort of goes... Oh shit! Votes are down. All right, 
Oh, it's been a while since we've released this story. We'll, we'll release it again. It has to. Uh, high speed rail between Melbourne and Sydney. <laughs> every every couple of years. <laughs> it's, or, sort of, it's, just, it's just like, you know what I mean? It's not going to happen. No. I think they've done four feasibility studies. No. Over, or five feasibility studies over 20 years. No, it's, 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 it's not going to But it's like, oh shit, votes are down. Yep. We'll release that. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll get more, more police and to fight. To cry. <laughs> it was you like there was one in Iraq. Uh, I think I, I mentioned about this, but it's sort of like in two or three days we will be talking about the defeat of Mosul. Yeah, right. But it actually hadn't happened yet. No. But they released the whole world, the whole media released that story. We've got yeah. a, basically they're saying we've got a big announcement in a few days, but we haven't got it yet. But I think that's the that's that hype building sort of machine. Like if you can get out there that something. Hang on, I'm going to hype it now. Is the We Only Do One Take Podcast Season 4 is coming soon. It absolutely is coming <laughs> soon. I can feel it in my bones. It'll definitely start. It's coming so quick. It's yeah. Every second, it's ticking closer. That's right. <laughs> Just like those commemorative spoons. That's They're right. on the They're way. They're on the way. They're in the mail. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say, like, uh, I think like Trump sort of does this pretty well. He just sort of goes, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do this. Don't worry, it's going to come up. And then people put in the news, like, Trump viciously says the wall is going to be built but like nothing's happened mm. <laughs> but like the fact that it's in the news is everyone... that war going to ha- happen look I'm going to say how does he get to election promising to build a wall and they're like mm, yeah but there's no wall well there's no f- I think this is the thing there's no f- physical wall but there's definitely um, oh it's a metaf- upgrade it's a metaphorical wall yeah I don't know I look I think he's he's very good at um, giving you words that give make you think of ideas or think of something or think of a picture in your head. And that's a really big skill to have. You know, you, he's really like... I think Scott... Have you, do you know who Scott Adams is? I think I've said this before, but Scott Adams is the creator of Dilbert. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah I know the one. Yeah, uh, yeah. He talks about it really well because he's done some like so, like um, that sort of courses or like he did hypnotherapy and stuff like that. Yeah. Really interesting. But he talks about like how Trump will go, oh crooked Hillary and by calling her crooked Hillary you get this image of like a crooked old lady but also like oh she's crooked and corrupt yeah. and that's a really good nickname and people remember that because they could think oh CC crooked Hillary or low energy Jeb when he like you know Jeb Bush was up and he wasn't talking like he's like oh low energy Jeb over there and it's like people can that's how people remember them yeah you know or uh, by giving them names or saying oh I'm going to build a wall that's going to be 10 feet taller. Like, people go, oh, look at that. It's going to be bigger than ever. Like, you know. Like, you know. But if it was negative 10 and it's 10 feet taller, it's zero. <laughs> you know. It doesn't give you a starting point. It gives you an ending point that you're thinking of in your head. It's a really interesting way of, of dissecting the way the way he talks. And lots of people talk like that. But Trump, I think, just the way he talks, the media is over, you know, sens- sensationalizes the way he talks about things. And that's why, uh, you know, he's always in the headlines. And by having it in the headlines, yeah, it, it just makes things happen. Well, people with similar IQ to Trump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're in that category then? <laughs> uh, I've got a new, art- new article for you, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you ever robbed a convenience store? No. <laughs> okay, I cool. have not. Oh. On record, I have not. <laughs> uh... <laughs> A gang of robbers walk into a shop. The owner asks them to come back later. 
Is this in Australia? It no. sounds like, ah, it's come back later, mate. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. So, uh, Smoko. Belgian robbers asked to come back and arrested on their return. <laughs> wait a sec, wait a sec. I didn't do this all episode. Yeah. <laughs> all right, no more sound effects from my It sound feels board. like the making of a joke, but for Belgian e-cigarette shop owner, this was a frightening reality. Six people. Well, that's... Six. 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 That's a bit over the to top. Rob one convenience store. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's generally a two man job. Entered Dilda's shop in uh, the suburbs of Shiralarari in daylight with the intent to rob him. The salesman told the group to return at the end of the day when he could give them more money. In the end, though, he got them arrested. That's pretty good. That is the most gullible thing ever. I'll, I'll just come. That's so polite. Like. Like. If you come back at like six o'clock, I'll have more money. Oh, all right. <laughs> like, like what was the thinking of through that? Like, as soon as they leave, like obviously they've got the CCTV footage and they've got all that sort of stuff, and he was just going to go straight to the police. <laughs> oh, okay. Hang on, it gets even better. I never read the end of the article. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at the research capacity on that side of the table. <laughs> so, what happened at the end of this? <laughs> Uh, um, uh, right, well, uh, there's a bit of pushing and shoving. Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Lost it. Uh, there we go. Um, so he called the police. The, yeah. they, the police were on their way. They did come back. The robbers did come back at, at 5.30, an hour before the vape shop's closing time. Right. Um, but he once again told them... That it was not the end of business and that they needed to come back at 6.30. So they actually got punked twice. Oh my god. <laughs> third time's a charm, people! When the men returned the third time at 6.30, the police were there. Oh, <laughs> god. How, how can you... Like, tw- like once... I, I don't even get once, let alone coming back for a, a third time. That's hilarious. How much more money would you... Would he have had between six and six? Like you know, it's an e-cigarette shop. It's not making a million dollars an I hour. I was gonna say, like, if you're gonna rob somewhere, like rob a bank, <laughs> like rob somewhere that's actually got money. Like, yeah, I can't imagine an e-cigarette shop having having you know hundreds, you know, thousands of dollars in the cash. Because you, if you've got six blokes, like I play, I play in a band. I got six blokes in the band. As soon as you get paid, you got to remember that you got to split that six ways. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you get you get like you know, even if you get six grand, sounds like a lot, but it's only a grand a pop. <laughs> you get six grand every time you play. Nah, I wish. Huh. If I did, I'd quit my job. That's <laughs> <laughs> just about to say. I still have to split it six ways, so it's a grand a job. But yeah, I definitely I don't get say, that. A grand a job's all right. Nah, I wish I wish we got that much. But uh, it's been a while since I've geeked. Yeah. Last couple of gigs have all been charity sort of stuff. Oh uh, yeah, Tara, right. but that's something. It's something on the horizon. But we'll see how we go. Oh, you got oh. another one for us? Oh, uh, you know what? Let's just do. Let's do a nice quick one. Okay. I think because I like the headline. <laughs> like sometimes I, I sort of okay. I sort of heard about this guy before, and I only saw some video of it. And I thought it was pretty funny. So, um, the man known as the piggyback bandit. Charged with harassment of Forkville student. Say that again. A man known as the piggyback bandit, bandit yeah. has been charged with harassment of a student. 
Uh-huh. So a man from Washington State uh, uh, is in jail after an alleged sting of bizarre behaviour across the country led him to North Alabama. A police have charged 35-year-old uh, uh, Sherwin Shagan with harassment and inappropriate contact with a Forkville high school student after a recent prep rally. Um, after the prep rally, the football team go to eat and the suspect jumped on one of my football players' backs, says the Forkville high school coach. Sullivan said uh, Shagan gave the football player a note and asked him not to read it until the game was over. The winner, the, after winning the game, the, uh, he read the note and the student went home and told his mother. She later con- uh, contacted the police and discovered Shagan took pictures of athletes at the prep rally. Authorities have not released details about the note. Police say Shagan's actions fall in line of what he's done a number of times in different states, which goes back to his name as the Piggyback Bandit. According to the multiple news outlets, since 2008, Shagan has shown up to athletic events, integrating himself with the team, and in some cases, even dressing in full uniform, massaging players, or even asking for piggyback rides. How old is this person? Uh, 35. (laughs) But he's been doing it for 10 years. So he was 25 when he started. So he basically... I don't remember watching news stories about him, like, ages ago, um, and him... But, like they were interviewing uh, students and coaches and stuff, and basically this guy would just go, "Oh, hey, hey, can I hang around? I talk to you, pretend to be an interviewer, pretend to be like a st- parent, and they go, "Oh, hey, can I jump on your back and get a piggyback?" That would be his thing, and he'd go around the the country doing this. So apparently now he's actually harassing people. <laughs> that was the thing that he used to do, the piggyback bandit. The piggyback bandit. Yeah, yeah. So he's getting off on piggyback rides. Oh, maybe. Mm. I guess like that physical contact, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Uh, you just think you could put so much energy into other things. It's a lot. Of, <laughs> I'm gonna admit it's a lot of effort, a lot of thought, a lot of like planning. Yeah, like you could use that for you know so much. You could do a podcast. <laughs> that's that's right. You could do a podcast with less effort. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I want the people at home to know that. This takes weeks and weeks of planning to get one episode up. Well, you know, episode 29 is still coming along, <laughs> I'm absolutely sure. And on that note, Kieran, I think we should wrap it up. Fair enough. Um, well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. It has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you very much for <laughs> listening. To you don't episode. want me to wrap up, do you? <laughs> oh, I just want to uh, make sure that I tell everybody... Yeah. Oh, here you go. You read it out. You oh, read it out. Oh, Down the bottom there. What? I've actually got to do work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hang on. I'll, I'll, all right. There we go. Uh, think, uh, I'm not, people, heads up. I normally don't do this. Yeah, I know. It's fresh. Um, fresh off the press. Here we go. Make sure you follow us on SoundCloud. Yep. iTunes. How are we going on the SoundCloud? How many people? Oh, maybe we'll post results next week. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, on iTunes, on YouTube... Uh, Instagram, in, the Instagram stories are on point. Good. They are on point on the Facebook. And for all your wanking needs, if oh yes, for all your wanking, for all your wanking needs, uh, maybe I need. Uh, see, this is why I should never do the outro. <laughs> maybe that should read for all your wanking needs. Make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. 
maybe we should do that. Maybe that's what you can do and I'll do it the other way around. Okay, there you go. Well, if you would like to send in hate mail to Turch or Death Threat or a rant, <laughs> record it on your phone and email it to us at the We Only Do One Take Podcast. I thought it'd be funny if people All said, one word. I thought it'd people would be funny if they actually ranted and just gave us hate mail or death threats. I thought it'd be pretty funny. Well, I, we, we, we would read out the death threats. Uh, uh, or they could just send in an audio clip and I'll... Uh, We'll play it. We'll play it, yeah. <laughs> we, we uh, yeah. Um, like I said, I don't check the email account. That's up to Turk. That's very true. Um, so, yes, yeah, so record it on your phone. Very easy to do. Um, and then you just have to email it across to we... You only have to type it in once and then it's in your email. That's true. You know what I mean? That's true. So it's the We Only Do One Take podcast. It's a very short, you know, email description at gmail.com. And uh, we, we'll get it up. That's it. I'm looking at James in Sydney. Haven't heard from him for a uh, while. I know. He was on the special episode 40. Yeah, well... He, he had nose Nazis. That was his thing. I, I know. I know. But I would expect someone living in Sydney <laughs> to be, you know, a little bit more forthcoming with, with information. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, wasn't he moving to Melbourne? No. <laughs> Not that I know of. Oh, I thought he was moving to Melbourne. No. Oh, maybe I'm getting my wires crossed. Well, thank you very much. That's all. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Thank you. Are. Yes. We'll see you next Thursday. Glad you like the the song. Oh, I love the song. <laughs> Took me many, many, many minutes <laughs> sort of put together. I, I love your notes here. Need fix up soundboard. Yeah, I've got the soundboard going now. This is what I'm doing. Doctor Freud and <laughs> and uh, Bob has autism. Imagine having autism. Bob has autism. Yeah. <laughs> Bob and Jane. Oh God. Bob has autism. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just end it on this. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to be playing sound clips the whole day. <laughs> it is so corny.